What's up, everyone? This is Naime with Digging In with Naime. Welcome to all my newcomers. And if you've been here before, what's up, family? I'm super excited to be talking. Y'all, can I just share how excited I am? I was having some situations with my last episode last week. The audio wasn't working, and it was just this whole thing. It was hard for me to upload. I don't know. It was this whole ordeal. But your girl figured it out, and now it's up. It is up and running, and I'm super excited. I hope it, you were all blessed by it. Uh, I had a guest, Kirsten Willis, where we talked about um, the process, and we talked about her season in life and her journey with the Lord. And It was just a great episode, so if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, make sure you go back and listen to it. Uh, KT is living proof that God is working, and it was just great. Uh, so some updates. My book, I finished Barack Obama's um, Dream for My Father. It was a great book. Uh, if you haven't seen my like score on it or how I thought about it or some of the quotes I posted, please check out my Instagram um, and my little story. I have books on there, and it's where I share the quotes and how I felt about the book. So go take a look at it so you can get some more information about it. If you're interested in reading it, I definitely encourage and suggest it. Highly, highly suggest the book. It was a great book, so make sure you read it. I'm currently reading A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis. It's a very short book, um, and I've really just been taking my time with it. In this process of trying to read through 12 books in a year, I don't want to rush to complete the job, right? I want to make sure that I'm taking time to read and meditate and really truly understand and grasp what I am reading so I can apply it to my life or whatever it may look like, but so that I may gain an understanding. That's really what I'm trying to do, to gain an understanding, to gain insight. And so I'm not trying to rush through these books. But A Grief Observed is a great book. It's actually C.S. It's a letter from C.S. Lewis um, the letters after his wife died with cancer and so what that looks like and how he you know expresses grief and and how he's mourning it's a really really good book I'm really enjoying it even just his expression of love towards her such a beautiful thing and I'm excited to one day be married and just have a husband who will be able to express love like that it was just a beautiful beautiful thing <laughs> even though he's uh, sharing his grief it's just really beautiful to see him talk about his wife and just that experience and the love for her. So that's great. Today's episode is brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding. No. Today's episode, I actually want to talk about my California trip, which was now two weeks ago. Uh, in the last episode with Kirsten, we talked about going on a California trip, and Kirsten explained how a man had paid for our trip, uh, paid for the hotel, paid for our tickets, just paid for it all, and and God bless the man. Um, it was such an amazing experience. I went to uh, Biola University and for a conference with Urban Youth Work in- Urban Youth Worker Institute, which is a nonprofit organization uh, that's under or that's focused on providing um, outreach to, the, to young young leaders who are also reaching out to the youth and just sharing the gospel and just teaching people about Christ. Uh, there were a lot of churches there, but not everyone was with the church. I, I mean, yes, I attend a church, but I wasn't there with my church. I was just with um, some friends that, you know, want to learn more about how to do this whole um, life thing and how, how to reach out to younger people. And it was such a beautiful thing. I didn't know why I was going. I went 
just trusting the process and just um, having this kind of feeling of like, I think God wants me to go, but I haven't, I didn't receive like a yes to go, but I really felt the Lord calling me to go. Uh, and then I had a great friend in Kirsten where she, she really believes in me and, 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 and really understands uh, my mission and vision. So she invited me to go with her. And the Lord blessed me, y'all. I was just able to really receive some insight, um, to receive some confirmation and affirmation, things I had been praying about, things I had been kind of low-key worrying about. And I just received a lot of comfort and a lot of understanding and a lot of grace. Um, I also received understanding in that in this season of my life, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very hard. I'm literally completely walking in faith. But... um, I'm going to understand more of the character of God and, and understand more of my resilience and understand more of, you know, the things that I'm capable of doing all because of the Lord. And so in this scary, unpredictable season, I'm really just relying on Jesus. Uh, but then I'm also just trusting in the process, trusting in the process, trusting in the process, trusting in the process. I say this so much within just this whole podcast thing. Um, which again has been just a journey in itself, has really taught me a lot, has been helping me a lot. But there's this process that we all have to go through and it really is very uncomfortable because it's things that we don't want to do, right? Things that we don't want to go through, things that we don't want to experience. But in order to come out a diamond, right, you have to go through pressure. And so that's just the season I'm in. I'm in this season of learning, of having my character built of mending and molding and it's a process it's difficult it's kind of ugly right it's not pretty but it's worth it and I'm very excited uh the apostle Paul says you know um I find content in everything right like I'm content in all things and that's the season I'm really trying to be in trying to be in content uh content of just you know the overall message of what my life is looking like, it doesn't make sense for a lot of people. Uh, I left my job, right? A very secure job that was paying me very well um, or well enough to pay my bills and to, you know, do some other things with. I I left it and it doesn't make sense, but I know it was what the Lord wanted of me and from me. And it, again, it just does not make sense. People always ask me, people also ask, were you left with nothing else? Like, I do a lot of um, public speaking, a lot of teaching and dancing and like diversity and inclusion trainings as well as social media. So there is income coming in, but it's nowhere near what I was making before. But again, I'm in this process where the Lord is really building up my faith and building up my character. And that's way more worth it than, you know, working at a job where God didn't want me to be anymore. And so this is a scary process, but it's been, it's been, you know, it's been worth it. It's definitely been worth it. It's been a struggle, but it's been worth it. One thing the Lord has also been working on me. There's two things I really want to share uh, in this podcast, this episode. And the first thing is the idea of being patient and waiting. I am not the most patient person out there. I believe in efficiency. I believe in, you know, doing a easier job, right? Why make, or they say work smarter not harder and so I believe that fully to the hundred percent degree right I believe in just efficiency and getting things done and I don't believe in wasting time time is so valuable I value time I really value my time I don't like wasting it 
I get really annoyed when people are late to things or we start things late. I get really annoyed at myself when I'm late. And that's because I value time so much. You do not get time back. And so I value time. Sometimes when I feel like my time is being wasted, I get really impatient. Overall, sometimes I can be impatient, but especially when I feel like my time is being wasted. And so um, the Lord really worked on me and my patience in California. Like he really was teaching me like, baby girl, you got to wait on me. You have to wait. You Like patience is a virtue. It's really important to wait, to not rush through things, to not to try to rush through the process, which has also been something I've been trying to do. But I want to share a story and then I'm going to um, share how I saw it in California and then I'll go to my second point but so the day I was here on Wednesday I left Wednesday night or Wednesday like Thursday morning I guess 2 a.m but Wednesday night of of like three weeks ago now um in in May a friend of mine a great friend of mine I mean I guess yeah he's like he's like my uncle I guess my grandfather maybe I don't know but anyways he's a great friend of mine he basically um, told me like, hey, I see your bumpers like messed up. Let's go. Let's go get it fixed. Right. And in March, he told me about, you know, getting my bumper fixed. And he introduced me to this man through text and was like, hey, this person can do it for you. I was I was in Seattle at the time. And so I, you know, talked to the man. I said, when I get back home from Seattle, then like, yeah, you can totally, you know, fix my bumper. And at this point, I had the money. I had the money to get my bumper fixed. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, you could totally fix my bumper. And so I go and drive to the man's house and the man ends up not being there. I waited like 30 minutes and then I end up leaving. And and again, this is in March. So at March, me waiting 30 minutes is like progress, right? I, I'm a, <laughs> I was, I'm going to say I was because the Lord has really been working on it with me. But I was very impatient. So me, again, waiting 30 minutes was like a fabulous thing. But so in March, I waited for him. I called him. I texted him, knocked on the door. He never came and answered. And so I ended up leaving uh, after I waited 30 minutes. And then about three weeks ago in May, uh, the man, you know, my friend, we were at church and he sees that my bumper isn't fixed and he asked about it. Well, first off, he already knew that the man didn't show up or like he already knew. Right. And so we were talking about and he's like, "You you should go back to him. And I'm like, me be me again. It's like, nah, be like, I already tried it. Been there, done that. Didn't work. Right. And he's like, no, I really think you should go back. Um, and then he said, and I'll go with you this time. Like, we'll do it together. And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, you, you like you much better than me, right? That like he won't show up for me, but he'll show up for you. But anyway, and I was on a Sunday uh, the week before I went to California. And then that like Tuesday, he calls me. It's like, hey, so Bruno answered what time works. Oh, sorry, I said his name. <laughs> Basically, the guy answered. He's like, what time works for you? And I said, um, you know, this time works or whatever. So we plan on meeting the next day, that Wednesday at a set time. Um, I end up texting him. He's like, hey, I'm on my way there. It's now Wednesday. I'm driving there. And in my head, I'm just thinking like, I'll be so mad if this man doesn't show up. Because it's not like I'm driving somewhere close, right? I'm driving actually really far away. I was driving up 51st Avenue, I think Glendale. I live in Tempe, Southern and Priest. So in my head, I was like, homeboy like has to be there. I get there, and there's a man who's outside an APS truck, and he's saying that he's been knocking on the same door I'm knocking on, right, um, to meet the man because he needed, like, to get his permission to do some work or whatever for the city. 
but it was on the man's property. And I'm like, well, you know, how long have you been waiting? The guy's like, I've been here like maybe 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, you've been here 20 minutes and he isn't here yet. But, you know, not thinking anything of it. Go and knock, nothing. I go back to my car and I call my friend. I'm like, you know, hey, like basically he's not here again, right? And I'm starting to get really impatient and upset. And the man's like, look, I'm on my way. Just wait for me there. Can you wait for me? And I'm just like, yes, I can wait for you. Because he said he was on his way. Yes, whatever, I can wait for you. I also want to add that at this time, I'm Instagramming this, right? So I'm like on Instagram, low-key complaining, uh, but on Instagram. And so if you've already seen my Instagram post and you already heard the story of this, then just listen and enjoy it. But so if you saw my Instagram post, you know I was low-key complaining. And so I'm waiting 20 minutes go by, 30 minutes go by. I call the guy back. You know, my friend, I was like, you know, hey, where are you? Whatever. He's like, oh, like, I'm sorry. I end up going to his old home. And I'm like, what? Right? I've already been waiting 30 minutes. And he's like, but just wait for me. Just wait for me. And I'm like, okay. And so the APS man is still outside. By now, he's been there almost an hour. But I guess he was doing other work too. So he wasn't like solely waiting on this guy. He was also doing other work. But nonetheless, he was waiting. And he tells me, he like drives up to me and says, you know, honestly, you've been waiting about 30 minutes. You should probably leave. He was like, if I were like, if I was you, I would leave. And I asked him, I was like, well, you've been sitting here for like almost an hour. Why are you still? He's like, well, I have to be here for work. It's like, but you don't have to be here. You can leave. Right. And so it was so tempting. It was so tempting to just leave. It was so tempting to just leave. Even this man encouraging it was a beautiful thing. Right. He was encouraging what I was already thinking, I'm wasting time, time is valuable, I need to go. Uh, but I decided to wait. You know, I promised this man I would wait for him until he got there, so I waited. 30 minutes end up turning into an hour. I'm still in the car. The APS man had left already, and I'm just waiting in the car. And at this time, I'm having a conversation with God, and I'm just like, you know, Lord, you have me here for a reason. So I start to look around, like, maybe I should pray over this neighborhood, right? Maybe, like, there's something happening. Like, what? what is it that I'm here for? An hour 30 comes by, and I call the guy again. I was like, yo, what happened? He's like, there's traffic. Like, I'm sorry, I'll be there. Like, I'll be there. Like, I'm not that far away. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> right? An hour and 30 minutes. I, like, I want to so badly be like, you should just turn around, right? He came out of his way from surprise. Like, yo, this is unnecessary. Anyways, a man ends up coming out the house that I had been waiting for. I had been waiting an hour and a half, and a man walks out the house. Now, I'm confused, right? Because I knocked on the door, right? And wasn't nobody up in there, so I'm confused. So I get out of my car, and I, like, low-key run up to the, to the man. I was like, yo, like, hi, who are you? And he's like, and he says his name, and I'm like, yo, I've been waiting for you. And he's like, what? And I, like, introduced myself. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I was supposed to meet you an hour ago. And I'm like, are you right? Anyways, so I start, I like, I low-key kind of throw shade. Um, but I'm, like, laughing and I'm joking and he's laughing. But I'm, like, obviously a little salty. And I'm just like, you know, I was waiting for you, whatever. He gets out and he's like, pull your car up, right? Like, let me look at your car. And I was like, well, honestly, I'm just here for a quote. In March, I had the money to get the bumper fixed. In May, after I left my job, I didn't have the money to get my bumper fixed. But I just wanted a quote, okay? I had been waiting for this man to get a quote. And I was like, I just want a quote. And he's like, well, why if I could just fix your car? And I, and I like, looked at him. And I didn't want to let the man know, like, I didn't have the money, right? Because, 
Like, I came to you. I'm not going to. I don't want to. I already felt like my time was wasted. I don't want to waste your time. I'm not going to let him know, like, oh, I actually don't have money, which is why I can't get this quote, right? And so we end up just start talking um, about my faith. And he's actually a man of faith as well. And I just start sharing to him, sharing with him, you know, what the Lord has done in my life and, and how I'm in this new season of faith. And I'm literally just walking on faith. And, like, I'm just trusting God to provide for everything and it's just literally a faith walk i talk about the nonprofit i just started and how that has been a little difficult with just like legal things and just trying to get that all together and whatnot he then invites me into his home because we're still waiting for jesse because again jesse ain't here by now and i'm like uh why not so i go into his home he then begins to share just his journey of faith and like the things he's doing and how the lord told him to create a nonprofit as well and he wasn't obedient in it so he's finally doing it and all this stuff nonetheless we end up really just encouraging each other and like supporting one another and, and he gave me wisdom as I gave him some insight and wisdom about starting a nonprofit. anyways Jesse gets there and like I ended up talking to him again I was like well you know how much are you gonna charge me and he's like we could talk about it about it after I fix your car and I'm like what and then so I'm like okay hold up like He's going to fix my bumper. I need to let old boy know, like, you know, so I was like, well, you know, like, maybe I can make a payment, right? So then at this moment, I'm like, um, I don't have the money right now on me, but I could, like, I could make a payment or whatever, you know, like, like we could do a payment plan. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. I was like, all right. Again, I don't get the name of the price, though. Like, I don't know how much it is. So he goes outside, him and the person who is finally there, and they're both working on my car together. And I'm inside. I get the Wi-Fi, and I'm, like, just doing work. Because I'd been here for a long time and I hadn't got the work that I need to get done. So I was just doing work. All of a sudden, they come and tell me my car's ready. So I go outside and, you know, she looks beautiful. She looks beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Just brand new. She has a little chipped tooth, you know, in my car. Um, but that's okay because I have a gap in my tooth. So we just match. That's okay. Uh, but everything looks great. There's just one little, like, again, chip that he couldn't fix. And that's fine. Like, you can hardly tell. Uh, but I'm just like getting emotional, like just the idea of that this car's fixed, right? I'm getting emotional because it's fixed. I've had this bumper leaning, falling, crawling since 2015. And, you know, it's now 2019 and to see her in a new brand new shape, was just a beautiful feeling. And so then I'm like, for a split second, I no, I remember like, yo, I got to pay this man. And for, for a split second, it was like a split little second, I think in my head, like, you know, God, maybe that's why this guy came, right? My friend, maybe my friend came to like take care of this and pay for me, right? That's what I thought. Like, I thought for a second, I was like, you know, Lord, you're going to use this man and he's going to end up paying for it. That's not what happened. This man did not end up paying for my bumper, uh, but it's okay. I asked him, it actually is better than okay. I asked him like, you know, how much is, is it going to be? And he's like, don't worry about it. And I looked at him and I said, what? Like, what do you mean, right? And he says, don't worry about it. Like, it's free. It's on me. Like, let me bless you kind of situation. And I just start crying, right? I'm a very uh, expressive, emotional person, right? We're all emotional, but I just express my emotions. And so I start crying. And then my friend was like, are you really crying? And then why are you crying? And I was like, I'm just so happy, right? Like, it was just such a great feeling. Um, and it was just a reminder from the Lord, like, I got you, right? Like, even in the small little details, I got you. I'm thinking about you. I'm concerned about you. I love you. And it was just such a beautiful feeling. We end up connecting, and we're like, yeah, we're going to connect again. And, and, and it was just a great feeling. 
And what I took from that, first off, is that like, I would not have been blessed if I would have left, right? Remember, I did not want to wait for this man. I did not want to wait 20 minutes. I didn't want to wait 10 minutes. I wanted to leave. And if I would have left, I would not have received that blessing, right? I would still be riding around with this bumper, falling off, um, afraid of driving. But this man literally blessed me. And I felt like the Lord was just like, you have to wait for me. You have to wait on me. You need to be patient. You have to wait. And now I have my bumper fixed. So thank you, mister. I appreciate it. You know who you are. Uh, thank you. Now in California, there were a few other instances where that happened too, where God was just telling me to wait. And because I was patient and I waited, I was able to receive a lot of blessings. I was able to receive a lot of insight in who the Lord is and his character I was able to really grasp and understand his mercy better. And it just like made me realize that I would not have received all that if I would have been rushing. If I would have rushed to get to, you know, ne the next space or if I would have rushed to uh, do the things I was doing, I wouldn't have been able to receive the words of wisdom that I got from people. I wouldn't have been able to receive the friendships and the, and the, uh, support that I really got from a lot of people out there uh, while I was there and it was just a great feeling another reminder of the Lord just telling me like Naime I'm paying attention to the little things right it's not just the big things that like I do and take care of but I also take care of the little, little things I just need you to wait on me and just be patient anyways there are a lot of different uh, insight and confirmations and affirmations that I received from the Lord I just really wanted to share that one just about waiting. And then the other one I wanted to share about is the idea of that I am exactly who I am supposed to be. There are a lot of things I need to unlearn uh, to be a better human being and to be a better lover of Christ and lover to other people, um, to be a better person. But God has created my personality just perfectly. And I think for a little bit of my life, especially as I was getting older, I start to really criticize myself and really internalize some things that people were telling me. So people began to tell me like I was too much, uh, I'm too loud, I'm like obnoxious sometimes, I'm really like um, aggressive and, and just extra. And when I was a kid, it was okay, like I didn't care about it, I didn't think about it, it didn't matter. But as I began to get older, it bothered me because it made me feel like the other. It made me feel like I was outside. It made me feel as though the people who were telling me these things thought little of me and less of me. And I was able to speak to someone, um, an, uh, an artist there at, at the, in California at the conference. Um, so, so the conference, some, some little information about it is again working with urban youth right and so uh black and, and, and brown kids and so as i was there they have a lot of graffiti artists a lot of they had a whole dj like cypher situation so they as a dancer i'm loving this right like as a as a lover of hip-hop right they had a lot of hip-hop that the elements were there of hip-hop as as a dancer i'm all for it right i love as a hip-hop dancer i love the elements like i'm all for it and so I was able to dance and really just perform and not like in a, in a like performing, right? I wasn't performing for anyone. I was just being myself, but in front of people and dancing. And there was a moment 
um, where the DJs, we were doing a cypher and I was like, I get in the middle and I tell like the crowd, stand up, right? I get everyone to stand up. And so everyone stands up and I get, I tell everyone to like come to the front and to like follow along with me. And so I start leading and everyone's following along. And then I get us to go into a train and like, we're all just dancing, right? A whole bunch of people start dancing. More people start dancing. The crowd starts dancing. And the guy who came and spoke to me later, Roy, who's a graffiti artist and who's a painter really, but he like had been watching me and I didn't realize he was watching me do that. And he just reaffirmed me of, again, like you're, I wasn't created by accident. God gave me my personality for a reason. And he was just really pouring into me, reminded me of like the influence that I have, right? That my personality um, and the power that God has given me in my personality to attract people, to get, to, to really influence people and get people to have fun and be free and to love themselves and to just let loose and to enjoy life. And I definitely know that that's like a, a, a strength that I have and a strength that I once loved and accepted. And again, just throughout the years, uh, began to be little. And he just reminded me not to do that. He reminded me how special I was um, and how important I am in the world, in the grand scheme of what God is doing. And it was just so affirming. It was just, I really needed to hear. I needed to hear someone tell me that. Especially because this whole weekend, I just kept praying like, God, I just want a spirit like David. I want a spirit like David. I just, sometimes I could be prideful. Sometimes I'd make things all about me. I don't want to do that. But again, he was just affirming me of like, God sees you. God knows you. God hears you. You're known by God. And so it's okay. And I just really needed that. Uh, So I got a lot from California. I got a lot from the, the three weekends ago when I went to U. U-Y-W-I. And I'm just really encouraged. And I just want to continue being encouraged and continue pushing through the process because it's very difficult. It's not an easy process, right? It took a lot of tears for me to finally see this, to finally stand here and like, yeah, I know who I am in Christ, right? I, I get who I am and why I am. And so... It's a beautiful process, a very hard process, a lot of tears, a lot of yelling, a lot of me being upset, and a lot of misunderstanding, but I'm here. And that's a beautiful thing, to just be here. So I'm excited about just seeing what the Lord does from here on out, seeing what everything looks like. I'm excited. I want to encourage you all, uh, number one, to be patient. I know things look difficult. I know things are starting to get very tiring and you're starting starting to question and wonder why, when, how. Um, it will work out. I promise you that. If I, if I know anything, I know that it will work out. You just have to hold on. You have to endure, right? You have to go through the trials and tribulations. You have to go through the pressure to become a diamond. So I want to encourage that. I also want to encourage you that you were not created by accident, but by purpose, right? The Bible says that we were created um, as God's handiwork, right? Created for a purpose, for a plan. Um, What a time is this for us to be alive? Like, excuse me, the Bible talks about these things, about our purpose, right? That the Lord created us um, and he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. And so I want to encourage you that you're not an accident. It doesn't matter how many times your parents said, we, you were unexpected. No, you're unexpected to them, but the Lord knew about you and he knew your name and he knew all about you. And so with that being said, accept yourself, love yourself, 
Uh, be kind to yourself. I think as I grow deeper in an understanding of God, I understand myself more and more. And if you're not a person of faith and you're just walking this life, again, I just encourage you to just seek out your truth. Seek out who you, um, that, that intuition you have in your heart. I call it the Holy Spirit. But uh, that intuition that you have of knowing yourself, of knowing what's right and what's wrong, and just trust it. Really start to trust yourself and really start to accept yourself. Even the quirky flaws that you don't like or that other people like count out count out, and just are really critical of, those are the things that God will use the most. So, Well, everyone, this is now about to be 30 minutes, which is fine, whatever. But thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Uh, just about me and, and my experience in California, what I received. Uh, there's a song I've been grooving to. I'm really excited for you to all hear it. Uh, you can find me at N-N-I-I-A-M-E-Y, Nina on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you can find me. Um, again, if you just want to talk about anything, I would love to hear insights, opinions, if you want to share any truth or just really want to share anything with me, your own journey through your mental health, your journey through following the Lord or your journey of just going through pressure and trying to become a diamond, I would love to hear it. Thank you again for listening, everyone. I, you know, really enjoy doing this. I'm having a lot of fun doing this podcast. Even when I'm doing episodes by myself, it's it's so freeing to just hear my voice and to hear my truth and just to hear the things come out. Uh, so I hope it's as freeing for you as it is for me. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, I hope it's as freeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you feel freedom and, and just feel good about it, that you're able to receive some wisdom, that you're able to receive some encouragement. If at all anything, I hope you receive, um, like where you feel like you can relate, where you feel like someone understands you and can relate to you. Um, know that I see you. Yeah, that's what I would want someone to get out of this. If they don't receive anything else, know that I see you and that you're not alone. So thank you, everyone. I appreciate you all. The song is actually, um, Changes by, um, Thundercat. And this version of the song, though, is is a live version from JoJo. Y'all remember JoJo from back in the day? The singer, the girl, right? Where she low-key sounded like she could be black, but she was actually white? Yeah, her. So she sings Thundercat Changes, Them Changes. So here's that song. Peace, y'all. Nobody move. There's blood on the floor. And I can't find my heart Where did it go? Did I leave it in the cold? So please give it back Cause it's not yours to take But it must have fell when I lost my mind Deep in the cut Drowning in it Somebody help, cause I can't find my way. 